wood. Wood is such a blessing for humanity. What the f is David Lynch doing? He's just sitting on the just corner of LaBrea and Hollywood with a f***ing cow! <laughs> And today we will be discussing the band Resin from Chicago, Illinois, who was previously featured on the main Diary of Doom podcast back in chapter 57. And joining me for this chat is returning guest Ivana DeCaro, who was featured back in chapters 4 and 36 and also made an appearance on my now defunct pandemic podcast, Defenders of the Cake. So welcome back. It's been quite a while since you've been on the podcast. Hey, yeah, it's been a couple of years. And um, yeah, like what's new with you? Honestly, I haven't really been doing too much um, aside from playing a shitload of Witcher 3 <laughs> <laughs> and watching JoJo's Bazaar. <laughs> That's been my entire life uh, in sweet, sweet isolation. <laughs> Dude, people... Like, you know, before we, like, get into the discussion on, like, resin, like, people go really fucking hard for The Witcher. Like, it's, like, and not just, like, The Witcher 3. Like, people seem to love that Netflix show, too, with fucking Superman and his CGI mustache. Ooh, Henry. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> they they just go very extensive in um, in their lore. And they kind of like mix a different lore together. And I think that's why it makes it so interesting. Uh, playing the game, it's just, I mean, open world to a whole new level. I played Breath of the Wild 3 um, when. Wait, there's COVID a third Breath hit. of the Wild? Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, the second one didn't even come what out. Why did I say three? I, I was mixing Witcher 3 and Breath of the Wild. Uh, no, the first one. I'm still waiting for the goddamn second one. Um, no, when I was playing Breath of the Wild, I, it, it was the first, like, open world game I played. I got into video games, like, during the pandemic, and, um, The Witcher is just, like, five times as, as big. It's insane. There's so much detail that goes into everything, so it's probably even better than the show. I hate to say it, and I love the show. Uh, I mean, I have no opinions on it. I haven't played any of them, but I too also got back into video games during the pandemic uh, and was playing Skyrim for a very long time. And I got very far in it and then the game stopped working. So I threw it against the wall and I played Breath of the Wild instead. <laughs> I cannot imagine. Do you know how many hours you put into it? <sighs> Man, a lot. Like... 
And it's not like I'm one of those intense Skyrim players or, you know, Elder Scrolls fans where they're like, oh, I'm on like my 12th, you know, or fucking 20th playthrough of it. And uh, I'm doing it as, you know, just I'm, I'm really bad with magic, but I'm only doing it as a wizard, but I'm making sure it's a fighting class or fighting bonus class so that it's like even more difficult, but I'm going to do everything on the good sides. And like, I'm not one of those players of it. But I started, I think I started playing it in like the first, like the first few months of the, of the pandemic, or maybe, I don't remember, honestly, I I might just be talking bullshit, but I know I was playing it during 2020 and I played a lot of it during 2021. And then it just stopped working pretty late in the game. And I just got really, and I was like, I tried resetting, I tried respawning, I tried doing all this other bullshit and it just didn't fucking work. And I was just like, I had cleared so much shit. And then I just was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Uh, so I was I... to play Breath of the Wild and that game works. And it's also great. And I did beat it. it. I beat it on the last day of the year. It was awesome. Oh, really? Of 2020? No, of, of uh, 2021. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I started playing that, I think maybe like early 2021 um i followed the trend of buying a switch and playing animal crossing during the beginning of uh yeah so i could follow all the memes (laughs) (laughs) oh dude my poor villagers uh (laughs) they're starved i think i have over like three or four hundred hours like playing hours on that it's it was pretty insane um and i just dropped them like they were like nintendo ds dogs you remember that game oh that was the game where like the dog would come up and you have to like pet it and then they put it in super smash (laughs) brothers and it just destructs the screen yeah yeah i forgot what it's called i think it's called it's nintendo dogs oh maybe you're right yeah it was I, I had like a a DS and a Game Boy and I would play those games, but Breath of the Wild is is so good. It's just it's unexplainably good. Hopefully Breath of the Wild 2 comes out sooner rather than later in the year. It was it was funny. I posted a uh some picture of it like online and this uh this dude I know in Australia was just like and you know, I assume this is what his what his accent sound, sounds like. He just was like, "Wait a minute, is that the game where your swords break?" And I was like, "Yeah, that is kind of an annoying part of it." And he's just like, "That game is fucking horseshit." Like he was just like all <laughs> up in arms about it. And I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "All right, look, it's a good game, but it, you know, I'll stop with the bad." crocodile dundee accent but yeah it was really funny like that is something that i do think is bizarre in the game but also i kind of get it it's like i mean it's like the equivalent of having like a a shooter your guns run out of ammo otherwise you would have been like very op plus you do have the master sword eventually and i mean there's there's ways that you can uh cheat to get it earlier uh, which is exactly what i did (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, even with that, it sucks that it doesn't really go too too high in stats once you get it. I know that was a huge like controversial thing of Breath of the Wild, but I didn't mind it. There's enough in the game that you can find if you're so desperate for a sword that 
you know, you'll probably be okay. Where with Witcher 3, they it's as as you use the sword and it starts to wear, the stats actually go down as the mm-hmm. you know, as as you damage your weapon. So it would be cool if Breath of the Wild did something similar to that because I wonder if they're going to keep that in the next game because it pissed off a lot of fucking people. I don't know. And uh, I didn't really care because I'm not like that hardcore of a fan. So I was like, you know, I didn't really have any problem with some of the other mechanics. Like I've only played like one other Legend of Zelda game. Like I never played any of this shit for the Nintendo back in the day because I don't know why. And I had an N64. I guess I just felt like the games were too complex or something i don't know i was stupid i guess for back then (laughs) i mean for back then they were and they're hard (laughs) yeah i I mean some of them playthroughs of them which which other one did you play uh link's awakening for the game boy (laughs) okay i i know there's a remake on the switch for that that's uh one of the few zelda games that i haven't played well, um, I like the original one a lot. It it was a very good good Game Boy game. I kind of want to snag some old consoles and try to play those games. It'd be really cool. Just broke out the PS2. Oh, still, hell yeah. Still works. Yeah, we have one here too. Um, but I forgot what game it was. I think it was like GTA. <laughs> um, GTA 3 maybe? Is that one of the popular ones? Yeah, that was the I believe that was the first one that was released on the PlayStation 2. And I remember playing the shit out of that game. <laughs> Dude, it, it would go to the main menu and just glitch the fuck out. It's so disappointing when that happens. Oh, that's a uh, bummer. Yeah. Probably gonna have to get a whole new console. I miss PS2 games. I have a PS3 actually that's in pretty good condition and it's the one with the you can play I think you can play PS2 games on that. Am I wrong? Backwards compatible. Like, yeah, I think so. So maybe I'll use that. Actually, no. I there was uh, there was something else. Uh, you did you join the Church of Satan or the Satanic <laughs> Temple or whatever it's called? The Satanic Temple. Yeah. Can we uh, wait? Can we even talk about this? <laughs> yeah, we can. Okay, I didn't want. I wasn't sure if it was a sensitive topic or not. No. Um. I can definitely tell you that my Roman Catholic family does not approve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could imagine. (laughs) Like straight off the boat from Italy. Very disappointed. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I did join the Satanic Temple. How could you do this? You're making your nona so sad. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) We just watched Uh, um, House of Gucci. So like just the weirdest Italian accents I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I enjoyed what I saw of it. I heard that the acting in that was pretty bad. Uh, so, like, Al Pacino and Lady Gaga are awesome in it because they're just, you know, it's ridiculous. Uh, and Jared Leto is basically doing that Family Guy bit where Peter walks into the Italian like meat shop with a mustache and he's like bibbidi bobby like he's basically doing that for the whole movie is he supposed to be the comic relief or something i guess he plays uh he plays like a a brother or a cousin that 
they just do not like and he's trying to get like the gucci trademark and he's got like all this like prosthetics on and whatnot and he's just like it's me it's me jared you see me i play the joker but now i'm a sad italian man <laughs> so he's like, mario <laughs> yeah he's he's like it's weird because i'm like he's act he's like doing like well but like like i guess acting wise but the accent just feels very like hey you know i sound kind of like roberto benini <laughs> yeah i i that's a better way of saying it not that the acting was terrible but the uh the accents were very like out of whack and and people would fall in and out of their accents throughout the whole movie so maybe yeah. it's worth making a drinking game out of it <laughs> It was very entertaining when Lady Gaga and Al Pacino and Jeremy Irons were on screen. And it was kind of bland when the rest of them were just like doing whatever. And Adam Driver's just like, oh, yes, <laughs> I sound like a Dracula. And I'm very tall. Like, yo, dude, he like <laughs> towers over Lady Gaga. It's really funny. But I, I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed it overall. Like, again, from what I saw of it, I thought it was pretty entertaining. Isn't the movie like three fucking hours long? It, it definitely did not need to be two and a half hours long. Yeah, I mean, Spider the new Spider-Man was like two and a half hours long. I'll accept that. I don't know about a Gucci movie, but... I have not seen that yet. Very good. I don't know if you're into, you know, Marvel characters and stuff, but it was a really good movie. I mean, I I am... You know, but I, I'm definitely not rushing out to see anything. Honestly, the thing I want to see the most right now is Jackass 4. Is that coming out this Friday or did it come out past Friday? I believe as of as of this recording, we're recording this at the beginning of February. I believe it just came out uh, on like the, the 4th because I've been seeing all a bunch of people like at premieres and uh, the cast members have been showing up and I'm like, man, these... These guys like are really putting in the effort and like and showing up and it's not like people are expecting it. they just started showing up and everything like Johnny Knoxville was in New York the other day. It just seems really cool. Like I really want to see it, although I'm not going out to the theater to see it. I'll wait till it just goes on streaming or other means of watching films. <laughs> and I'm saying that because it's 2022. Let's get real. Yes, uh, I'm sure there's already availability. I've been going to drive-in theaters throughout the pandemic, so that's been really fun, you know, turning on your radio and stuff and, and just watching the movie from inside your car and get a shitload of snacks. I don't think we have, actually, no, there is one in Greenpoint, but I don't have a car, so it kind of defeats the purpose. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't think you'd want to sit outside in like 10 degree weather, but also they're probably not premiering Jackass, let's be real. Like most of these places are family friendly. They're not going to want to premiere that. Yeah, I don't think you can put up videos of like naked men, like just getting like bricks thrown at their penises, you know? <laughs> yeah, just like 40 feet balls. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, mommy, mommy, look, there's a big bald man on there. And they're like, what? And it's just like a giant set of fucking balls getting like hit with a bat or something. Like, and by bat, I mean, it could literally be like the animal or a baseball bat. 
what's funny too is like you know if you're if you have to like run to the restroom and you and you walk outside while the movie is playing you hear it across the entire field <laughs> so <laughs> you just hear like nut taps and like screaming from across the entire parking lot <laughs> I'm John in Knoxville. We just covered Steve-O's balls and honey, and we got a bunch of fruit bats. Come lick them, and welcome to Jackass. People on the highway are like, what? Just like a bunch of accidents happen due to Steve-O's 40-foot balls on a TV, on a movie theater screen. <laughs> well, now I've got to watch it. Just to see if that's actually going to be in the movie. Yeah. I mean, it has to be. I saw Steve-O's special, too. Um, maybe it was from only a few years ago, but he does, like, tricks within his, his stand-up, too. He's trying well, to prove how fucking crazy he is. <laughs> yeah, it's actually quite entertaining. And he also has a pretty successful podcast now, so... Like, after Jackass ended, I was always a way big... I mean, I watched both shows, but I was... Excuse me, I was always a way bigger fan of Wild Boys than Viva La Bam. Because, like, Wild Boys just felt like jackass again. I mean, <laughs> they, like, they wound up bringing Knoxville back onto it. Wee Man was on a bunch of episodes. They had, like, the 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 jackass, like, directors and producers and cameramen. And then Viva La Bam, I was like, this is funny, but also it's so fake. I think because I was a teenage girl when Viva La Bam came out and I had a crush on Bam Margera, it made me a little biased. But looking back at it, it was just him making fun of his uncle being fat and making and and doing pranks on his friends and his like mom. So it wasn't really that out of the box, I guess, in comparison to Wild Boys and um, Jackass. Yeah, I yeah, I think it was and then, you know, obviously like Bam went down a dark path, but like I remember watching Jackass 2 with the commentary and he's not on the commentary for whatever reason and they just make fun of him the whole time. Yeah, it, it, I think um I don't know if it was like that back then, but now he's definitely outcasted from the group. Um I it, it seems like you know, as a fan that they tried to help him and he's, you know, struggling a little too hard for them to be able to help. So it's kind of a sad situation, but he's also exacerbating it. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's doing like the opposite of Steve-O, who like everyone was like, man, Steve-O is just going to die. <laughs> yeah. And then he, yeah, he um definitely embarrassed himself. So. I don't know. I don't know what's going to come out of that or if maybe it'll give them motivation to actually get better because they did it without him. Yep. I still like one of my favorite bits from the Jackass things is from the end of the first movie when Steve-O is just like, like they're driving around in a van. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. He's drinking a Corona and he's like, you know, like my dad and family know I do this shit. And I tell him some of the things he does and he's just like kind of rolls his eyes, but you know, he's kind of whatever about it. And then I told him about this stunt, which was putting a little, like, like a little matchbox car in a condom and then shoving it up their ass. He just was like, he couldn't get that. He couldn't process that one. And he just was like very upset with me. And I was, and I said, dad, are you like mad? Or are you like, what, 
is that that's crossing the line? He's like, yeah. He's like, are you mad at me? He goes, no, I, but I am incredibly disappointed. <laughs> so basically like Steve-O felt so bad about that, that he opted out. And that's why Ryan Dunn was the guy who wound up putting a little matchbox car in a condom up his butt. Wow. I did not know that. It, very like oh my god that fuck killed me and i remember watching that with my dad too and my, and they go to a doctor and the doctor's like a, this spanish guy and they subtitled like what he's saying on the phone but my dad was actually like listening to what he was saying and he was like pissing himself laughing because my dad's el salvadorian so he speaks spanish fluently and he's just like pissing himself laughing where he's like yo the doctor <laughs> he's saying some shit that they're not actually like subtitling it was really funny it was probably more vulgar. <laughs> I just, he's like, you have a little car in your ass. He's like, well, <laughs> I don't know how that got there. Do you? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Gotta see Jackass 4. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Resin <laughs> is a band. Um, Resin, uh, they play strings. There's a lot of strings involved and, and smashing things to make sounds. Uh, yeah. Some... <laughs> what? Wait, what happened? There was like a little <laughs> glitch. I don't know what happened. Oh, I don't. I don't know. It seems like it went silent for a second. Oh, it probably did. Um, I don't know what you said. Oh, I was like, yeah, they pull strings and like bash things to make sounds. <laughs> um, no, we'll just get to the actual like discussion of the band resin um who like you know i like i said i've spoken to them before these guys are like pretty fucking rad how how did you discover them i think i discovered them through you actually like i just saw you were listening to them one day and i was like i'm gonna check that band out i like their name i dude i told everyone about them uh any of my friends that didn't know them i was like you better fucking listen to them right now they're so good (laughs) I think I discovered them through uh, Spotify, actually. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like on, on some Doom radio. And um, I heard their song, Wait, either Wake or Relax. I know it was from the Let It Burn album. That was the first album I listened to. I want to say it was like around quarantine time. So, you know, I had the time to sit and really listen to all their stuff. And I was just blown away. I became a huge fan immediately. And they do seem like cool dudes. I unfortunately missed them because they did a, they did for, I think they did a mini tour over in this area in November or December. Did they come to New York? No, they did not come to New York. They went to Philly. Okay, I think they, I think they also came to Massachusetts. Because I feel like I saw people posting about it but i'm disappointed because i still have not seen them live yeah i haven't seen them live either and actually um another band that was on the podcast uh gray host i I was messaging their uh drummer bobby because um we chat quite a bit and they were actually opening for them at at their show and i was like you tell those motherfuckers i said hello (laughs) yeah i actually reached out to them um right before the pandemic hit and i was trying to plan something like a show for the spring uh obviously that didn't happen but i was like listen i don't know exactly where you are 
but just tell me what would I need to do to get you to show up at on the East Coast? And uh, I think they they may have been doing uh, a tour in a different area around that time. Um, well, that's what they were they said, and then everything crashed and burned. But um, not to sound like a broken record. <laughs> yeah, it obviously didn't end up working out. But I am, you know, I'm determined to try to get them to come back over here. Who knows? Maybe yeah. summertime. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I hope they are able to like get on, do something here in New York. They'd be like perfect. I mean, I know like most of the lineup is out right now, but like I think they'd be perfect at Desert Fest. I'm like, oh man, this band would be fucking sick at at this at this uh, festival. That's something I like about them is that like yeah, they're pretty like firmly in this uh, genre of music. But I really feel like, and I told them this on the episode, that I uh, I feel like they could play, like, they could play, like, a fucking hippie festival if they wanted to, you know? Like, if they wanted to play, like, some fucking jam band fest, you know, I think they're, they are kind of trippy and spacey and they have long enough songs that they can definitely get away with that. Because, you know, fucking everybody at those things is on drugs anyway, so. I totally agree. Um, they have this, like, under underlying jazzy like orchestral component to their music especially in the newest album i've noticed that like i think you're right i think they could fit into a bunch of different subgenres and be able to play um and just have people zone out to their music and stuff because it's it's interesting it kind of takes you on a trip yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's like, it's great. Uh, it's, it's good pot smoking music, honestly. I mean, like a lot of this stuff obviously is like, there's so much like pot imagery and pot references in all this music. And like, even their name is kind of a, is a cannabis like pun, but I think it's like a lot better than, you know, fucking take your pick, you know, like fucking electric witch fucking smoking coven hole or whatever which weed mountain sky (laughs) (laughs) which weed mountain sky yeah (laughs) there's a i think there's a generator out there we've like i I, we always joke like yeah there should just be one and it's just like all the same obvious ones i know there's like one there's a meme that has like you know, it's like the first letter, your first name and this and your last name. And this is your like generic do metal band name. Yeah, those ones are pretty good. But I like theirs. I think it's a good pun. They're not even that old of a band. No, they're not. They 2017? Only have, they only have, well, they have like four albums out, I guess, technically, because one of them is like an ambient one. But like, yeah, all three of their records are fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I think they, I think that Let It Burn album was their first one, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've only been a band for like five years. I don't know. I think, I think they're still uh, a little more underground, surprisingly. I think there's, there's still like people that don't know who they are. And I feel like, <laughs> I just feel like they're they're going to blow up a lot more than where they're at right now. They just fit in very perfectly with uh, the Doom community. Yeah, I agree. I actually 
Chaotic Divine was one of my favorite albums from 2020. But yeah, I, I was kind of surprised that they haven't like gotten like, you know, a bit bigger and like more on the scene because it's like they kind of are able to hit all those right notes where you have like the heavy riffs and like, you know, the Sabbath groove and, and everything. But then it just goes into like total like kind of super tramp <laughs> like almost like real like relaxing adult contemporary music like lounge music but it um or like like weird bubbly sort of uh ambient stuff and definitely there's the psychedelic aspect of it too they just hit all the right notes and you know they're one of those bands that you could plop in front of a really fucking heavy band or like another psychedelic band or you could put them on with i don't even i don't know you could probably put them on before i'm trying to think of a band that is sort of outside of the genre that that would make like sense uh i don't know i'll think about this for a second i'm trying to think too it's hard to think when you're high (laughs) (laughs) you could even fit them into something with like an underlying reggae feel too i think i don't know they just they have a groove they have the the droney vibe um, they could they could open a for, bit of they could open for alice in chains let's just i'm just gonna say it they totally could i could totally see that yeah people would probably be like man this band is like really like kind of chill and calm and not like alice in chain and then they'd be like man this band's like actually really fucking cool and groovy and and it's like then you're like not you have you're not gonna like you know blow your wad on the opener and like they could do that you know like i i totally could see them opening up rouse and chains just as like a weirdo like hey we need an opener we're in chicago we're getting you because you're like a kind of bigger local band hell yeah i mean and they could also headline in this community specifically I definitely think they're going to blow up and I wouldn't be surprised if they show up on one Desert Fest or Maryland Doomfest bill. I don't know if they've played Maryland Doomfest actually because I've never been, but. I don't think they have. I think it would be cool to see them open for sleep. Yeah, that'd be a fucking dude. Just just smoke, smoke as much weed as you ever have in your life at that (laughs) concert. But that like that would be cool because I feel like there's not a lot of um they're not just like aping that sound, you know. It feels very like they're very much like separate entities. So it's not like uh you didn't like just kind of like pair like with like, you know, it's sort of they, they exist in a nice spot. So there's just there's enough crossover there. <clears throat> That's a good point, yeah. Either way, you're probably just gonna be high as fuck the whole time. But... Exactly. You're just going to be taking two different rides. Exactly. So, yeah, like you said, they have just three records out. Let It Burns, the first one. It came out in 2017. And, like, I am I feel like when I found them, I felt like part of me was probably like, man, I'm I'm getting, like, a little bit tired of, this, of like, the sound because I feel like a lot of people were just kind of doing the same thing. And I felt like they just did a really good job of taking the, the sound into the next like step sort of and and just with how much like layering and other kinds of elements they add into it which which wait a minute i might add they are a sax band they are a band that has a saxophone in it 
and we talked about that but like man it's like saxophone can be really fucking corny but uh or just like really bizarre but i really dig it here because it definitely just feels like another very comfortable layer in their songs i was actually listening to them before we started this yeah me too it was from um their newest album and it seems like that is very very sax heavy and i was just i was looking over and i was like this song is sexy (laughs) it's like their music gives me like a very uh like sort of twin peaks vibe if you've ever watched it yes yes yeah i'm a huge fan actually okay cool so i could i could totally see that but yeah i was i was just like i don't know why i just you know it feels sexy um just the saxophone it's just just so groovy uh it's, it's not something that you see implemented as heavy as they do in a lot of like doom music and stuff so they, they do it right it's not just here and there it seems like it's actually a what am i trying to say it seems like it's a like a solid part of their band you know like a, a an integral part of their music yeah, like it, well, when I was talking to them, like Spencer, the keyboard player, he's the guy who plays the saxophone. And they were just like, I think I think they were just like talking, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we were just like, you know, playing and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, he, he came, he joined the band and we're like learning how to work with him with the keys and doing everything and assembling and blah, blah. And it's really cool. And then just arbitrarily, like he mentioned, so they're like, you play saxophone? He's like, yeah. And they're like, we gotta put that in the fucking music too. He just became a huge fucking part, like a game changer. And it's, it it just, it sounds different. I think what you were saying before, it's easy to get burnt out, you know, listening to a lot of the, the same kind of music. And in a lot of bands, you try to follow the similar footsteps to other bands and stuff. And that that leaves a lot of room for growth and and creating their own style of course but uh it's nice to hear something that is just already a little bit different it's just entertaining to listen to and you have to kind of get to know their music which i like uh when i first listened to great divine right that's the chaotic divine chaotic divine <laughs> um <laughs> i feel like it was just a bunch of noise at first. I was like, wow, this is a lot, very different. And then uh, it takes me a little while usually. And I'll just kind of start to learn it and get in the feel of it after a few listens. And I like the process of growing with the music instead of, you know, just always hearing it and, and hearing it for what it is right then and there, if that makes sense. No, I think that makes sense. Like they, and I, I think that album is so good too because in the three years i mean then they had another one in between that but like in between like from the time that they started and by the time they put out chaotic divine i was like damn these guys have shown like a lot of growth like that's a fucking kick-ass album that it's just like sublime and it's chill and you get some doom with some synths and there's like this fucking wicked uh like you know very like uh geezer butler type bass uh <clears throat> line in it but it's not like every other song after that is just a fucking sabbath rip it you know rip off it's 
it is its own beast. It is it is it is resin, man. It's also very bass heavy too. Like it, it follows a lot of the. Um, it's the it's like it's got like dub structure. Yeah. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, it just makes it easy to to carry along with too. Mm-hmm. Like even if you don't, you know, you're first listening to it, like you can get into the groove of it, uh, and then you kind of like learn new things as you listen to it more times. And that's my favorite kind of music. Uh, even though it's not the same genre, that's like one of the reasons why I love Opeth. It's like, you know, you every time I've listened to that album like 5,500 fucking times and every time I listen to it, you know, you get something different out of it. So it's cool. Man, I have not spent a lot of time with Opeth in recent in recent times i have like maybe i should i don't know i have no i have nothing against that band really <laughs> like it's i don't know a... people get really like worked up about opeth and they're one of those bands where i'm like i don't have the energy to get worked up about this i think their pretentious fans make it seem like it's more overwhelming than it actually is <laughs> to like get into their music if it makes sense like I've been a fan since I was a teen and stuff and I don't I don't know it's almost it's just funny to make fun of like I think it there's a like Michael Ackerfields is the the Facebook page and it's just like like just you know memes of of Opeth and stuff or like I don't know if you follow um oh man it's gonna take me a second it has to do with making fun of prog fans but like that's like one of my favorite groups you want to look just, it up i'm gonna just, i'm gonna run to the bathroom if you want to look it up yeah i'm gonna look it up okay brb i went out with a cow um and a placard uh for uh, laura dern and it was you know a necessity because i didn't have the money to buy ads in the trades and it brought awareness did you yeah. find the thing Oh, so I found the group on Facebook. It's actually called Prog Snob. Oh, God. So it's just like, you know, making fun of progressive metal fans. And uh, it's really good. It's dank. Highly recommend. Dank memes, bro. Dank. It's <laughs> freezing. <laughs> dank resin, bro. Yeah, that's how we're bringing it back. Uh, all the I weed I don't, remember, I don't remember what we were talking about before with in regards to this band other than they're other than they're really fucking just really good I don't know how much else we can get into I guess we could go through like favorite songs okay I would say Iceberg uh, is the top Relax I'm just trying to pick one off of each album uh, I really like Pipe Dream off of Let It Burn. Oh, that's a good one. Also, their song uh, Resurrection. <laughs> I think Garden Green is is becoming a favorite of mine off of Chaotic Divine. Um, that one's dope, and so is yeah. Waves of Sand. That's probably like my favorite one off the record. That was the I don't single, know, that whole right? So uh, yeah, I think so. I got Chaotic Divine on vital. That was fucking killer. 
Dude, yeah, their vinyls look really cool too. Got a patch. I got to do so much with this band. This band rules. <laughs> um, We're just one of them saying- actually works at a brewery in Chicago too. So like the next time I'm there, I'm like, uh, like, and I've been at the brewery too. So I wonder if he was like working and I just didn't even know. Oh yeah, I saw something um, on their Instagram. It, it was from like 2020, but it was they did a run on um i think it was called wake yeah like, wake they did a beer with uh with wake brewing i think yeah was it, it i think they called it resin i believe i was looking at it earlier i was like oh that's pretty sick that'd be cool to uh, have yeah it is just called uh it is uh called resin it was oh yeah i remember this Wow, I just got really hungry looking <laughs> looking at this. Uh, can't wait to eat this beer. Uh, it's a Russian Imperial Stout with blackberries, black currant, and chocolate. That sounds really good. Oh, and vanilla. Damn, dude, that sounds amazing. Whew. I just have to go all the way to Chicago. It's fine. It'll be worth it. Chicago rules. I had really. I've been out there a few times now. It's really fun. It was fucking cold and miserable one time, but I still had a good time. Yeah, I would love to make my way over there, even just to go to shows and stuff. I've never seen like a show at any of their concert halls or venues, but I have seen shows at Dark Lord Day, which is not in Chicago. It's in uh, Indiana, but it's like right over the border. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, um, I don't know. Just... uh, Check out Resin. They're fucking awesome. Rob, Phil, Patrick, and Spencer are all cool dudes. Hopefully they have something something else coming out. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Well, two things, actually. I feel like this is also a band that you could put on to, like, if you're, I don't know, if your parents were really into, like, Super Tramp, <laughs> like, you could probably put this on and they'd really be into it. Like, I kept being like, you guys are kind of like Super Tramp with riffs. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I would have never thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. Like whenever I think of Super Tramp, uh, I always think of what was the movie? Oh, it was uh, Magnolia, that P.T. Anderson movie. And there's a, um, I think there's a few Super Tramp songs in it, but I always think of that. And then I think of Tame Impala, which I, I don't know. I, I guess people really don't like that band, but I like Tame Impala. I think they're pretty good. I discovered them through TikTok, actually. A couple of their songs went viral. They're pretty good. I mean, just for... I think they're more mainstream, which is why people want to hate them. But I think they're pretty good. I think I told Um, them, I was like, you guys should open up for Tame Impala. I think I told them that. (laughs) Dude, I mean, it would work. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it would totally work. It would totally work. Because everybody would be, like, taking their fucking drugs to like during the opener and then it would start going and probably peak by the time they came on yeah and then it would just be like a little bit higher energy and you could you could just like i don't know what i'm trying to say (laughs) (laughs) you could could just freak the fuck out on your drugs by the time tame and paula comes on my friend has seen them twice at Radio City and he did acid both times. And then one and then after one time, I'll never forget him like sending 
I think it was like on Snapchat. He sent us, he went to the, I think he went to the top of the rock and he was just tripping balls. I can't even imagine. Honest. So on my 18th birthday, I went to go see Bass Nectar and I kind of got scared out of acid at that show because uh, first of all, it wasn't anything that I normally listen to. So it was like a completely different crowd and, mm-hmm. and vibe. And it just looked like there were so many people that were fucked up that like, if you look in the background of my birthday photos, like people just look zombified. Like they're, <laughs> they're gone. Like they're not on this planet. <laughs> and it was for base nectar. And then by the time they came on, like there half the people were like, dozed off but standing up with their eyes open like it was wild yeah totally zonked that shit was kind of scary but you know i'm sure it's fun have you ever done it no i haven't i think i i think i'm past the point in my life like i think i think that sort of window has passed i think my brain is too fucking scrambled now that i would probably not not be able to enjoy it so but i do want to try mushrooms not be i mean i guess that's like a really kind of it's like, oh, they're kind of like of this of similar walks, but I just there's something about the mushrooms that I feel a little more more comfortable about. Plus there's like microdosing and stuff like that that seems like it's a bit more manageable. Yeah, I think uh, I've never done any psychedelics myself, but I think I would um start off the same way. Even just like, you know, cuz you can take a little bit and gradually get yourself to to get take a little more, but with acid, it seems like, you know, you fucking take it and you're like, you're in the car and it's going, bitch. Like, you're going for that ride and you don't know where you're going to be. And I, growing up with horror movies and shit, I, I know that's the first thing I'm going to think of is the scream mask that scared the shit out of me when I was like three years old. And I know it's a weird fear to have, but th- that's going to be the first thing that shows up in my head. I mean, home invasion, assault, you know, reasonable thing to be scared of. I remember uh, that being the scariest movie that you could have ever showed me. And I'm pretty sure it, when did the first, uh, the parody of it come out? What, scary movie? Yeah. I don't know, but I saw, I just saw Scream for the first time, like, last year. Really? Yeah. I mean, scary movie I, came out in 2000 wow okay it's been 22 years and scream <laughs> came out in 96 yeah i just saw scream for the first time uh yeah like last year wow i mean i would never willingly watch it but <laughs> i thought it was like i thought it was like fine you know there was some stuff i liked about it and there was some stuff that i was kind of like that's stupid <laughs> I, you know, it's weird. That's like one of the few movies that because I was scared of it as a kid, I don't think I have just no desire to like want to watch it, but I'll totally watch other creepy, gory shit. It doesn't even seem like Scream is that gory to begin with, but um... Scream is actually pretty gory, like all things. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, it's all knife violence. So, like, it's a lot of people getting stabbed and, like, fucking a lot of just, like, blood and, and shit like that. And uh, <laughs> there's, like, that, the, the death where, like, the girl's in, like, the garage door and it, like, kills her that way, which is, like, insane. 
and just like fucking Courtney Cox and David Arquette are just ridiculous in it. I mean, my favorite part was when I realized that Dan from Deadwood showed up. If you've ever watched Deadwood, um, no, but, I haven't. Oh, it's that that show rules. Um, but like, I, I I thought it was like I totally get why people liked it. I thought it was fine. It's not like in my top tier horror movies uh, by a long stretch. But I did like Matthew Lillard in it. <laughs> We're going to be in so much trouble, man. <laughs> oh, Scoob. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Those fucking movies. Jesus. That's what reminds me that, you know, I grew up in the 2000s. Is like, see, I actually saw a bunch of young YouTubers reacting to... 2000s movies like that's like their main content on their channel i can't remember what they're who who they um who they are <laughs> oh wait till but, they get to black and white <laughs> dude they were going they actually they went through the scooby movies and then they went through like <laughs> mall cop and shit <laughs> and i'm like wow you know these were like staple movies like from blurred, me growing mall up cop? yeah <sighs> Dude, I mean, I watched all of it. I watched, I remember Click and... Uh, oh my god, Click! Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jack and Jill. <laughs> oh, the channel is called Razzle, apparently. But yeah, you should check it out, because they, they just react to a bunch of movies that, like, you know, I've seen a bunch of times just because it was on TV. So it's it's funny, like, so they're reacting to... So they're basically doing what, like people do on a horror movie podcast where they just like talk about horror movies or they're, or whatever it is, they're talking about something, you know? So, but they're doing the react thing to like movies that I grew up knowing were bad and like definitely have already been covered by a number of people saying like how terrible these movies are, but now they're going back and like really doing like the deep assessment of being like, why are like millennials all fucked up? And it's just like, oh my God, like, because look what the, the fucking shit that was coming out. Dude, uh, I mean, I think they actually. Zone back then. They do, uh, I think they do a drinking game with it as well. So they're not only are they shit talking it, it progressively gets more funny as they get drunker. The thing is, I'm not going to, like, disagree with them. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, I'm not, like, going to be like, hey, you're, I'm not going to go out there and defend fucking, what, I don't know, just, like, what is it, like, Yumi and Dupree. I'm not going to go out there and defend that fucking movie. I know it sucks. I feel like a lot of, a lot of the 2000s was consuming shit content. At least for me, not being, I wasn't really exposed to, like, cool classics or anything, you know. I watched whatever was on cable. And so I just, you know, consumed like the worst possible shit. So it's like, oh yeah, I've seen Mall Cop more times than I'd like to admit. But oh, I like yeah. seeing people dissect it and, and you know, just make fun of it. Well, that Because it's like, awful. I have, oh, I know. But like, I have a friend and he like, we would go over to his house and like smoke a blunt and then just go chill in his like den and watch TV. And like more often than not, like, like if, Jurassic Park and I don't know I'm just trying to think of like what is like a good movie to watch what's like sort of just like a middle of like I'm trying to think of like what sort of a middle of the road movie is 
you got like Jurassic Park, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four, and then <laughs> like I don't know, it's one of these. I'm trying to think of one that's just like partic- particularly horrible. Like, oh God! Like what genre? Like of that 2000s like com like era comedy. Oh, uh, what's the one where Adam Sandler <laughs> and Paul Blart are married, or they have to pretend they're gay or something? I. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, yes. and it's it's funny you 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 mentioned that one specifically because I went back and rewatched that movie like six months ago, and now it, it, it is I, awful, right? It is so not PC, and it's <laughs> oh, like God. how like how the fuck were they able to get away with that? I, I mean, I know I understand it was different times, and we grew up where a lot of things weren't spoken about or or pc but it was <laughs> i i think my favorite part like the the great part about that movie is that he just answers the phone and he goes balls and wieners <laughs> so that's oh, my favorite part <laughs> my god <laughs> so like <laughs> randomly throughout the day i'm like balls and wieners <laughs> like <laughs> That's the only part that like stuck through and and held out in 2021. Oh, that's so bad. But we would inevitably wind up watching that fucking movie and be like, "Can we please just like watch Jurassic Park?" And it's like, "No, Jurassic." It's like that's too good to watch right now. We've seen it too many times. Plus, you need to see this part. Like, okay, how about Nightmare on Elm Street 4? Like, it's bad, but at least we can make fun of it. It's like, nope, we're going to watch I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. Ugh. Oh, man. So and, and it's crazy to think, like, you know, the movies that were targeted towards, like, girls, too. Like, like teenage girls. And I watched this movie. I don't know if you ever saw it. It's Monster-in-Law. And Jennifer Lopez was in it. And Jennifer Lopez have... versus Jane Fonda. <laughs> yes. And and like they just go back and forth bickering throughout the whole movie. And it's like, dude, I've probably seen that movie like 40 fucking times. I or just bridesmaids, like like just well, all these bridesmaids. like wedding movies. Yeah. I'm trying to think of of other ones. But... I will tell you, like, hands down, like, maybe one of the worst movies that came out during that time was, and actually, that's a good segue to the, to the, the this other segment was this fucking movie called Henry Poole is here, starring Luke Wilson. So, you know, you're already in, like, troubled waters when you don't have, when you have the lesser of the, of the Wilson brothers. And it's basically like about this guy, this like fucking depressed middle-aged guy who just like moves back to LA or some shit like that. And he's just like, oh, he has no direction in life or whatever. And he has this like weird water stain on his wall that looks like Jesus Christ. And people just become like obsessed with it. And it's like all these people come over and they want to know all about it. And then he like, I don't know, meets a, it's so fucking stupid. And then he like, he, I don't know, he has cancer or something. I think that's what it is. He has cancer. And then he just like, you know, has like the, I don't want anybody in my life anymore. And he like destroys the, he destroys the wall of his house with the Jesus thing. And then it collapses on top of him. So they take him to the hospital and they're just like, Henry, the cancer is gone because of Jesus or something. <laughs> it's so bad. Like I saw it with my parents because we just figured, oh, it's like a f- cute little funny indie movie. And it was just like the opposite of funny. It's 
awful. It's awful. It's one of the worst fucking movies. Like I've never, I have yet to see a movie that features religion as like it's like main driving thing that isn't satirical where it's like actually good. Like they just do not work. And I'm saying that because I watched the fucking, who's that? Oh my God. What's his name? Um, he's the super religious guy. Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. Oof. Do Dude, not watch that. What? It's just, when Kirk did that come out? Uh, like uh, not too long ago, unfortunately, but it it came out in 2014, and it's just like this incredibly like hyper conservative, like uh, just reassessment of like what Christmas is all about, and like he's just like dunking on the druids and the pagans the whole time, and then you know it just turns into like right wing propaganda, basically. <laughs> it's Dude, the I- worst thing I've ever seen. I have to piss myself off and watch that. If I, look, I mean, I don't know if you drink. It's not a bad idea to do so. If you smoke weed or do edibles, I would highly recommend it. Like I was just like the whole time, just like <laughs> I need, I need another joint. <laughs> Dude, I, I didn't even know that existed. I, I'm definitely gonna have to watch that. I wish I knew, like, you know, a couple months ago around Christmas, just to get in the spirit. Um, it took all the Christmas spirit out for me. <laughs> that dude's a psychopath. <laughs> oh, yeah, he sucks. He's awful. Um, but speaking of Jesus, um, introducing a new segment to the Patreon here. Okay, what's your familiarity with the band Skillet? If any? I mean, I... I listened to them quite a bit in like middle school. Okay. Why? I've, I've never listened to this band, but back at the end of January. Um, okay. So for anybody that doesn't know who Skillet is, the basic gist for them is, and by like anybody that's familiar, that includes myself. Cause I really just like, just was never interested in them. They were never in my wheelhouse, but they're a Christian rock or metal band, you know, from Memphis, Tennessee that started out as, I guess, a shitty Nine Inch Nails clone and then turned into a shitty Linkin Park clone. And sadly, Skillet has managed to outlive Linkin Park. And half of the band consists of founder John Cooper and his wife, Corey. Um, My only real exposure to this band was I was in a cab uh, going from the airport in North Carolina, uh, I believe, to uh, a hotel to meet up with some friends for a music festival. And I, the cab driver was just like, so way out going. And, you know, he's just got like this fucking insanely thick accent. Like, you think he's putting it on, but like, he's just, he's like, ah, I talk like this. Like, and I told him, oh, I'm going to this festival, whatever. He's like, oh, you know, I dabbled in with a bit of the, the bit of the metal here and there. And I said, oh, you like Iron, you know, like uh, like Iron Maiden. And he's like, eh. you know, he kind of like poo poos Iron Maiden a little bit. And he's like, I tell you what band I'm really into though is Skillet. And he said Skillet like it was one word, <laughs> Skillet. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, I don't really know anything about them. Did he play? He did he play them for you? He did not. This was well before the time of like, you know, Spotify and shit like that. 
I mean, oh, I guess okay. Spotify was around, but it wasn't like you could just like like bring it up. He just like did it, you know. This was uh, this was maybe my like second or third Uber, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it was right. back like when Uber was kind of wild, you know what I mean? You just had to talk to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, he was a southern dude. He's just like, I'm gonna talk to you anyway, you know. So, um, but. Anyway, this this segment exists because at the end of uh, January, uh, I saw this headline on Instagram that read, Skillet's frontman says rock music belongs to God and has nothing to do with the devil. And I was like, um, okay. <laughs> well, they're, they're a Christian band, right? Right. And like, you know, I get it. I know there's that whole devil and God, you know, uh, uh, battle going on in, in the world of uh, Christianity. But it's just kind of a funny thing to say, like, you know, considering just all of the imagery that's associated with heavy metal and also just how much of it is just kind of a joke. Like, you know, it's sort of just like a performative thing, but this dude's all fucking serious and whatnot. I didn't even read the article uh, because I think everything that needs to be said about it is right there. And my friend, John, who will be appearing on an, an April episode of this podcast responded with, why the fuck are people asking skillet about anything? Uh, so he directed me towards a song called the thirst is taking over, which he said, sounds like they want to fuck God. Um, so what I thought it would be fun to do is uh, listen to it on the podcast because one, this band is unintentionally hilarious and two i've literally never listened to them before so to go in blind i thought it would be pretty funny and i figured we could listen to the song once through and then we can go back and like read some of our favorite lyrics and then we'll give it a rating out of five weeping jesuses okay i'm totally down so and i mean this is great you know you're you you're in the satanic temple and you should have all kinds of insight on this I'm sure what was the front front uh man's name? Uh his name is John Cooper. John Cooper. So yeah. he unfortunately shares uh uh a name from my family. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um my mother's maiden name. I would like to I would like to see what he uh I, I would like to hear the song because like I said in middle school, I was I was into like you know, just the popular rock bands of the time, and I would listen to like Three Days Grace and Oh my God, Three Days Grace. Yeah, I listened to those bands and stuff. I was heavy into Shine Down. I, I don't know if I recognize that song, but now I have to listen to it. Well, uh, just before I uh, share the 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 song, just 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 so you have perspective. This is what the guy looks like. <laughs> Not this ad. <laughs> Just like this guy's very serious. He's he's very serious because he made a shitload of money off of his Christian band. <laughs> like, I don't know. This picture's kind of hilarious. Like, he's just very much in front of like he's like, yo, you're gonna fight me and my Christian friends and my wife? <laughs> Which one is his wife? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure. Let me see. I uh, let me see if there's a. I guess it would be kind of fucked up if he, you know, threw her in the back behind him. 
Uh, let me see if I can figure out which one is his wife. Okay, she does not have a Wikipedia page, but he does. I... I I don't know. <laughs> I can't That's tell. Fine. Which, I can't tell which one she is. Wait, she's the one that has a bunch of tattoos on her. Okay, so it's uh the one on the left with the with the black hair. God, she looks freaky. <laughs> she's like That's Jesus is doing. <laughs> she's like, I can see the lack of Jesus in your soul. You don't have one. <laughs> also, right. isn't tattoos like taboo? Go figure. All right, let's, I've never, all right, so we're going to listen to the song. Um, we're not going to include it because I don't want to make everybody listen to that. And then we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, regroup after that. So uh, luckily they had a lyrics version. So here we go. Sweet. Oh boy. I like that this guy, Aragorn PK10, gave himself a production. <laughs> what is this like background sound i don't know i th I'm, i was like is that like the sound because you're playing it I feel like this is the beginning of a porno. Dude, that high note's bad. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. This is so bad. Yeah, let's hear the chorus 15 times. Oh, we got some echoes. Are you really going to close on acapella? Holy fuck! Dude. Wow. I, I want somebody to compile, like, I want someone to, to do, like, a 10-hour comp of, like, a loop of him just doing the acapella part at the end. <laughs> oh my god, just... Oh... Like, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, wow, that was can, that was something. Can I just say, without giving it away, if this is about taking blood of Jesus, he sure makes it sound like a different body fluid. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a body fluid that's a little more um, white in color. <laughs> Um, oh my god, just like, first of all, this song definitely, like, before it gets into, like, like deeper into the uh, unintentional, um, we'll call it eroticism, 
It definitely just sounds like he's a vampire. <laughs> Do you know how bad that dude wants to be Trent Reznor? So badly. This guy wants to be Trent Reznor so badly. Um, and he wants to be like all the other goth singers and shit. And oh man, like, dude, how many, this song, like there's so much, re, re, like every single, like there's like three choruses. Dude, I was, I was gonna say, you really only need the first run through to learn all the lyrics. Like I, <laughs> like I know people like get down on fucking doom songs and stoner metal songs for being long and repetitive, but like I feel like it's at least like kind of fun to listen to. This is like it, seriously. I mean this this music builds up with this weird synthesizer that just kind of to me sounds like it's softcore pornography and then maybe (laughs) like music and then i guess the riffs aren't like horrible the guitar work but i mean like right off the bat hold me down hold me down drip it on my tongue and my convulsions stop thirst for love thirst for your love i could swallow your beauty whole are you singing about jesus man (laughs) That's so that line was the one that stuck with me is I want to swallow your beauty whole. And I was like, I don't know, man, you could you could easily make make beauty sound, you know, like booty. So I, I know that's like me thinking like a 12 year old boy, but uh, it just it, I don't think he was talking about Jesus or blood. Yeah, I got to wonder, like how serious this dude actually is but he seems pretty serious i mean i know he's like i know he's got like a stupid podcast where he like says a bunch of dumb bullshit but he's also got a bunch of songs where he says a bunch of dumb bullshit uh that was fucking hilarious i loved how many times he said i want to taste it i need to taste it (laughs) oh oh you mean you mean half of the song the half yes, of the seven-minute song, song <laughs> is just that repeated over and over and over and over again. He sounds like a fucking simp. <laughs> he probably is. Uh, it's well, like, dude, if you need a... No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, if you need a dom, like, you know, there's other ways of asking for one. <laughs> and then, like... Also, this song is just six, like I said, it's six and a half minutes. And then just like his wife pops up in the middle of it. And she's just, what is, I think she goes, she's like, I want to drink you in. I am drinking you in. And then she says, I want it. And I'm like, but you just said you were. So this is, this is where it starts to sound like a porno. (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, this song sucks. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say thank you for showing me that or like, you know, I wish you didn't. <laughs> are they, are they going to say, or I wish you death? <laughs> Dude, um, that was that was brutal. What would you um, out of five weeping Jesuses? What would you what would you give this? Weeping Jesuses? Yeah, I'm inclined. Um, I'm inclined to give it one, but I feel like there could be like a worse skillet song out there than this. 
So by weeping Jesus's, what what exactly do you mean? Like, can I, you explain what a five would be? Like it would just, like add you know like out of like five stars, but you just like change the star to something like. Weird okay, so it's a, it's. A, we don't have to do it lower... out of weeping Jesus's. We could do it out of. We could literally call it anything. We'll, we could rank I, it. When you said weeping Jesus's, it made me think like. You know, this is God crying from above because this is so bad. Yes, exactly. So... <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was going for. Okay, I I I'm I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a two because I think uh, there's got to be something out there, like you said, that's worse. Yeah, and I mean, this song did make me laugh, but like definitely low ranking for like just the brazen nature of like oh okay i mean for a band that has a shitload of money they did not pay for production in that that sounded terrible mm -hmm. uh he sounds shaky and he sounds like he's gonna either cry or ejaculate at the end of it <laughs> Or maybe he's, or maybe that he does cry when he ejaculates. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's lucky in that sense. Just like, it's just like, oh man, someone stepped on a parrot. I just picture him in like his own sex dungeon when he made that song. Ooh man, he's probably. Oh man, they probably no, they're they're like they're hardcore Christians, so like they probably have like they probably have like. They probably actually move very slowly. Like they try to like recreate like movie style like sex scenes. So they probably do that, and they're like, "Oh, they." I bet you that's what they do. I want a step. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for showing me that. Uh, they should like sample that and just like put that over a commercial for like um, like KFC or something like that. Like I wanna taste it, I need Dude. to taste it deep in the Colonel's arms. <laughs> deep so. in the Colonel's arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, all right. Well, that's enough skillet for today. Um, <clears throat> uh, and there are more. I think this will be fun uh, to just check this band out uh, and see what skillet's all about. Thank you for coming back on. This was a lot of fun. Uh, where can people find you if they're so inclined to do so? I have an Instagram and I'm actually on TikTok. <laughs> uh, and they're both highest my ass. <laughs> As in Caius, like the band, and then my ass is in your my ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've just I've had a joke for a while that like you know it sounds like Caius. I, I I wanted it to sound like Caius my ass. So. <laughs> you could totally edit that part out, but because I had to mansplain it to you. <laughs> No, I mean, that's fine. I'm sure there's somebody out there that needed to, to be explained. Be like, oh, I get it. But, uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram, TikTok. That's that's where I shit post and uh, consume music content. So Yeah, if you want A-plus uh, shit posting and TikToks, highly recommend. Thank you. I kill us miles. 
at Kios. My ass. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Uh, and if you want to uh, follow uh, Diary of Doom, it's Diary of Doom on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're still on Spotify because uh, we don't really matter in the long run, uh, unlike uh, other people on that platform. But uh, we're, we're still there. And uh, Apple, and you can support it directly on diaryofdoom.podbean.com. Go to the website, diaryofdoom.com. There's pictures and shit there. Did I say the Patreon? I don't know. Patreon.com slash Diary of Doom. More episodes to come. And uh, I think that's I think that's it. Still have some shirts on Bandcamp if you want a shirt. And um, I don't know. Stay tuned and we'll be doing we'll be doing a lot more uh, drug themed content. Oh, God, I hate that word. I don't want to say that again. I'm taking that back. We'll be doing a lot more uh, drug-themed shit in uh, April. So for all you fucking potheads out there, I uh, hope you're uh, hope you're ready to make a return to the killer bomb. The evil bomb. Uh, but in the meantime, that'll do it for this chapter of the diary. Thanks for having me.